Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey, everybody. My name is Turk182. Hey, I'm Akomi. Okay, I got a question, Akomi. And mm-hmm. I, I know this is going to sound like... This is going to sound stupid, and I don't want it to sound stupid. I just want it to sound ignorant okay. because that's really where, I, the, where what, I'm coming from. What if it just sounds dumb? Uh, I, I'm okay with dumb. Okay. I, I'm okay with dumb. So dumb, ignorant, but not stupid. Right. Okay. Um, dumb, ignorant, but not stupid. Maybe uninformed. Oh, I, I would okay. Um, I'd be okay with with uh, with you know uninformed. Perhaps a bit like intellectually impaired. Uh, I think you're pushing your luck there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not retarded. Yeah, no. Okay. No, 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 no. I mean, not that, not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, they're some of my best friends. Uh, but no, um, so where, where I was going with this is, you know how, um, like, gay guys will, like, a lot of gay guys will have, um, like, a lot of straight women as friends. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, you know, there's, you know, this straight woman, they, they you know, go out and hang out and blah, 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 blah. And it's all cool in the gang. Yeah, yeah. Um, why don't why don't lesbians and straight men get along? You think they would have a lot in common? You would think, and they're they're no more competing for the same guy than a straight woman and a gay man. So I mean, this this is gonna this is gonna piss some people off. In my experience, um, most of the lesbians I've met are militant feminists. Not not just like oh, so they're gonna, not just they're like, going to get the twenty dollar bill first, <laughs> right? <laughs> not not just like you're run the mill every day like feminist, but like the the kind of feminist like all men are garbage, kill them all. And that's not to say that all lesbians are like that. I'm just saying a lot of the lesbians I've met, not all, but a lot, are right, like that. that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I have to, I probably have to say that I think that they have daddy issues because that's where it starts. You know, like uh-huh. it's kind of like kind of like the the guys that that hate women, right? And it's like, where does it start? I hated my mother. You know, it's like okay, <laughs> you know. So I, I kind of feel that's a that's probably where that stems from is like dad was an asshole for some reason. Either he treated you poorly, or he treated your mother poorly, or or something. But that's that's where it starts from, and then it just trickles down to all men because you know our fathers were models for God. If our fathers bailed, then mm-hmm. what does it tell you about God, right? Yep, 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 yep. So you know, um, <laughs> fight clubs not just for men anymore. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, I don't I don't get that. Like why like. Why is it that that you that there's more? It seems like there's more animosity yeah. between like like uh, lesbians and straight men. When I'm like, I don't like why. Why? I mean, it's like we we. I would think we have more in common. If yeah. nothing, if nothing else, the fact that we both like women. I mean, like, um. So like, you would think that tits would be the universal unifier. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, even a lot of the gay guys I know like looking at tits. Yeah, gay guys like tits. They're not going to do anything with that, but, like, I mean, that that should be the thing that, like, everybody, no matter their sexual orientation, can come together on. Right now, over me. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. I, a bit I, of a I, mess, I, but, uh... I don't understand, like, like why, why is that, why, why is that not a thing? But I, I, I know that you have a lot of, a lot of real kind of, like you said, the, the more militant ones that are just like, like, no, no, no. The only thing a man can do for me is get out of my way. I'm like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> it's like, I'm down for the cause. No pause. So, um, I, I was just, I was just thinking about that. Like, uh, like why, why, 
like why is that man i don't have a problem with it i mean like i said we're not we're not competing for the same type of women i mean well maybe like bisexual but i mean like <laughs> even still like I, I mean you have a problem with like having her if she's been with me but i have no problem with being with her if she's been with you yeah. in fact i i probably say that i would prefer it <laughs> like you know like well yeah just last week i was having sex with with, with dawn but like Tell me more. <laughs> but it doesn't work the other way. It's like, yeah, last week I was having sex with Turk. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear about that guy, right? <laughs> oh, it's just that's it's just kind of weird. Because the other thing I don't understand is like why and by the way, we're watching Chasing Amy, um, which is what which is what's kind of like spawning some of these ideas, these thoughts. Um like like lesbians don't like penises, right? They they don't like penises. I mean yeah, not not that I've ever seen. But but they buy penis-shaped sex toys? I've, I I would... If I knew it wouldn't get me shanked, I would love to ask a lesbian about that. Yeah, because the thing is, like, if this, as, as a straight guy, right, if I was going to buy one of those, like, rubber latex, like, you know, uh, like, lower halves or whatever to have sex with, <laughs> it's just a rubber... Like, I mean, it's... Yes, I know it's modeled after whoever's butt or whatever, but really, dude, I mean, like, I'm, st- I'm sticking my dick in a... In a fucking inner tube i mean like <laughs> so so let's say let's say they're all out of uh um like a, a, a lexus texas right uh, mm-hmm. right they're all out of that no you know what um i'll say Ab- uh was it uh abella danger she's oh got, yeah she's got a nice round one right oh, she does um so let's say they're all out of that right but but they have a they they they, they got brock tight buns there <laughs> right and and i'm like i'm like you know what like i'm really itching to like like put my dick in an inner tube, right, and pretend I'm having anal sex. Does it really matter which one I buy? Right, right. It doesn't, because yeah. I mean, because because really, I don't have the rest of the package with it, right? <laughs> Even like with the guy, when it doesn't come with like a set of nuts attached to it, right? It's just the ass and the hole. <laughs> And if it did, I could take it home and just like cut that part out. Anyway, it's, it's mm-hmm. just latex. I just cut that off or silicone, right? Cut right, that off right. and then I'm good. So it doesn't really matter, does it? You would think not. But I'm not buying that way. No. <laughs> I'm going to ask them when they're going to get Bella back in stock. <laughs> <laughs> and then if they say, well, I'm sorry, we you know it's not for a while, then I'm going to switch over to somebody else. So he's like, well, you know, then, then you know, give me like a, I don't know, like a, like a Ava Nod or something like that. I don't, I don't know, but you know. But but I, but I'm not gonna go for 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 like you know brought tight bonds no matter what. Right. I, I don't care if if technically they're made on like the same factory floor and like and there's, there's like a Y split and one goes off to the Abella box and one goes off to like the Brock box. And I work at the factory and I see that and I know it for a fact. I am still not buying the, the Brock one. It's just not gonna happen. So knowing that about myself. Why would they still do that? I don't know. I, I'm man. curious. Like I said, it's gonna it's an ignorant question, but I'm just curious about that. And it's it's one of, one of those things I have to know the answer to, but I really want to know the answer to. You can get a lesbian on the show. Dude, I have I have a hard time getting the time my getting my friends to appear on this show. <laughs> like I sent I sent like an email out of the early part, a text message out of the early part of the week, like, hey, we're recording this weekend. Oh, dude, um, I mean, My dog has cancer. Like, what? I wish I had a lesbian friend who didn't hate, man. That'd be pretty cool. So then we'd have somebody we could ask this to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind, like, doing some of our, our podcasts and, like, and getting a getting a, a female lesbian perspective on yeah. it, you know? Um, so, 
but yeah, but I, like I said, I'm just curious about that. Not something I have to have an answer to, but something I am, uh, I am I'm curious about. So, so speaking of other like pondering things. Yeah. So I was just, and this time I was not actually watching like, uh, like, uh, in game or Infinity War, I was just pondering, and I don't even really remember that. Let me start all over again. So, um, I don't even remember why I was pondering it. I just was, and I'm like, huh. So, um, so, um, I was like, huh. And I actually hit up, um, I hit up, uh, uh, a wall crawler, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, wall crawler, right? Um, I think I have an answer to this question." And and uh, and so I present him uh, presented to him, and he was like, "Yeah, I guess could be. I mean, yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense." I was like, "Huh, okay, so word." Um, and so now I'm actually going to present it to you, and I would like for you to tell me what you think. Okay. Um, but first, like I said, remember, I remember I told you I was going to talk about this. Um. Uh, but I said I was gonna have to like, get a little bit of background information first to kind of like uh update the um update the uh the listeners on to what we're talking about, right? So um, let me go here. All right, so talking about I'm talking about the Incredible Hulk. It's actually one of my favorite characters. Um, yeah, yeah. By the way, Hulk is um, awesome. Yeah, Hulk's awesome. Okay, so um, in this particular case, I'm talking about the Gray Hulk, who goes by the name of Joe Fixit, mm-hmm. or AKA Mister Fixit. Yeah, Joe Fixit's awesome. Joe Fixit is the shit, right? Um, so just reading here from the um from the Marvel Wiki uh page or uh, Marvel Wiki fandom page. Uh, originally, Stan Lee wanted Hulk to be gray, but due to ink problems, the Hulk's color turned to green. This was explained by saying that the gray Hulk was the original Hulk to appear when Banner first got hit by the Gamma Bomb. However, due to Banner's repeated use of gamma radiation projectors, the much better known, uh, more common Hulk, the uh, green Hulk, uh, green Hulk, Savage Hulk emerged. Uh, they, they first, what, four or so issues? He's gray? Uh, and I then think, it switched over to green because of that whole I think whole it's just the first problem? two issues. The first two? It, it changed really fast because they were having a nightmare of a time uh, matching the colors consistently. And uh, and originally, the Hulk would change at night. He would mm-hmm. turn into, yeah. or Banner would turn into Hulk at night. Yeah, at sundown. So his rare appearances were also explained by saying that the Gray Hulk persona and that the Green Hulk personas are battling in Bruce's subconscious due to his superior strength. Green Hulk, Savage Hulk won most of the time, thus showing the Savage Hulk persona more often. Peter David's run altered Banner's pre-Hulk characterization and the nature of the relationship between Banner and the Hulk. They returned to the um, to a prior story by Roger Stern and Bill Mantlo that was an abuse storyline explaining the damage caused and depicting Banner as suffering a dissociative identity disorder. Um, the Peter David stories show that Banner had serious mental problems long before he became the Hulk. David revamped the personality significantly, giving the Great Hulk the alias Joe Fixit and setting him up as a morally ambiguous Las Vegas enforcer and tough guy. Yeah. The incarnation uh, represents the personality that can do all the not so nice things that Bruce was un- was too unsure of to do himself. Tricky, manipulative, shows little thought um, of others. Uh, Make up some of his traits. This arcane incarnation can lift approximately 75 tons, where the regular Hulk can lift 100 tons. 
Um, but if he gets angry, the matter gets the stronger he gets. Mm-hmm. Joe Fixit does not have that. He is capped at, at 75. I know people are like like oh they, oh they, they, yeah 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 it, it's it's comic book shit so either fucking stay tuned with comic book shit and just and join the ride or get in front of the fucking bus right either way <laughs> I'm good um, I mean like they they have to know by now what this podcast is you don't like it listen to a different podcast thank you listen to some like sports shit or something yeah um, you loser. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can sit to talk about RBIs and runs and stats and shit like that for games you're too fat to play. And IRLAs. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, so I'm saying this actually this does say it says um this arcane incarnation does possess the matter he gets the stronger he gets ability, but at a much slower rate since the uh, incarnation has some some level of intelligence and reasoning, it would not lose control as easy as Savage Hulk incarnation, which to me says he doesn't have it. Right. You know, but he's six foot six. He weighs nine hundred pounds. He's gray. He's got black hair. Normal intelligence. He's only six six. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. How, the uh, how tall is like Green Hulk? Uh, Green Hulk. Let me go to Green Hulk. Um, and he's still nine hundred pounds. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, that's. I mean, he's only like eight inches taller than me. Hmm. Yeah. Same here. You five ten? Yeah, I'm five ten. No word. Five ten club. Where are you at? Hey, hey. <laughs> where does? I guess it doesn't really give this this Hulk some like height and weight because you know it's. Um, I mean, I always thought that like original Hulk was like you know like eight feet tall or something. Um, I think he's about. Um, uh, let's see, it's Great Hulk, Savage Hulk. Let's take a look at Savage Hulk. It doesn't look like it. It just, it seems like, um, like they just get called out, um, Joe Fixit, um, specifically because he's smaller than the average Hulk. <laughs> hey, Bubble. <laughs> uh, and then you've got the, the merge Professor Hulk, which Professor Hulk is cool. He's actually one of my favorite Hulks. Maestro is also pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, they don't, uh, they don't say exactly how tall the, um, uh, the regular um, Jade Jaws is, but yeah, I, I'm thinking he's like um, I think he's about yeah eight uh, about uh, eight feet tall. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. But I'll I'll Google and see if there's something off of the, that particular website. Cool. Yeah, if you don't mind. Sure. Um. All right. So um, back to Joe Fix It. Uh. <clears throat> okay. So um. Uh, initially, Bruce would transform into Grey Hulk at night and then back at dawn. This is subconscious due to the fact that Bruce was ashamed of the dark, uh, not very nice thoughts that the Grey Hulk represented, and would only let him out at night. And of course, that goes back to the Jekyll and Hyde thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, later, the change was due to willpower, stress, physical appearance. In- interestingly enough, Grey Hulk's head shape is reminiscent of Boris Karloff as Frankenstein's monster, while his behavior is more in line with a self-confident Mr. Hyde. Savage Hulk, on the other hand, behaves more like a aforementioned lonely, hunted monster, but his head looks more human. The Grey Hulk seems to have the ability to drive a car. Again, well, he's you know he, he's got that intelligence thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so looking at that, right? And if we um, and I don't think they mentioned him in this. I got to go back. There was a thing in here about uh about the different Hulk incarnations. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to that because I don't remember them mentioning this particular one. Um, and it's probably because he's not technically a, well, I guess it'd be under Merge Hulk, Professor Hulk. Uh, so this says he's seven feet, uh, at his lowest limit and eight feet at his highest limit. Okay. 
Um, and six foot six is Grey Hulk, and seven six is Merged Hulk. Okay. So, um, so Merged Hulk is basically when the Banner and the Savage Hulk and the Grey Hulk were kind of all merged together into his Professor Hulk. So he had he had the regular body of of the regular Hulk. Um, but he had more of a banner face, but he also had banner's intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Hulk demonstrate aspects of banner, Great Hulk, and Savage Hulk personalities. Um, possessing banner's intelligence, Joe fixed its cunning and Savage Hulk's size and strength. While Professor did not, uh, while Professor did not, um, hold on, wait, sorry. Oh, sorry, Merge Hulk and Professor Hulk. Um, because Professor Hulk is a different one. Uh, Merge Talk is, is the only one I really like. Um, as they as they have them broken down here, right? Merge Talk was even prone to uttering Hulk will smash, which was the Savage Hulk's more common used phrase. The Merge Hulk was an associated and leader of the uh, team of superheroes called the Pantheon. Despite his exaggerated musculature, the Merge Hulk had a relatively normal looking face, resembling that of Banner. Professor Hulk, uh, the Professor personality was defined during Paul Jenkins' run, and blah blah blah. Unlike the Merge Hulk, Professor was physically distinguished by having a ponytail, which the Merge Hulk did not. He also said the sides of his head were shaped, too. Um, uh, he had an interesting look. Uh, he wore glasses, but I don't think he actually needed to. Um, hmm. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bruce Banner subconsciously installed a type of safeguard within the, that's the Professor... Uh, where is it for the merge talk? Because merge talk had a had a safeguard, um, which is uh, when he would lose control, he would turn back into Banner. Um, it actually says here, uh, subconscious saw this type of safeguard within the professor. When the professor's anger reached a certain level, he would transform back into Bruce Banner, though with the mind and personality of the Savage Hulk. Mm-hmm. Due to the safeguard, professor is ultimately at the weakest of the three primary Hulk incarnations. So what would happen is. If he did get too angry and lose control, mm-hmm. he would turn back into Banner. <clears throat> but Banner thought that he would be the Banner body, but would have the personality and behavior of the Savage Hulk. Right, right. Which means that he would try to punch through walls and shit and, like, break his hand. Yeah. He actually, uh, in the one issue, he jumped on a grenade, <laughs> thinking that, uh, or, like, he like, ran towards it and, like, grabbed it or whatever, and uh, thinking it wasn't going to hurt him. And, of course, it damn near killed him. Interesting. So, um, so, anyway, so, with the different Hulks... You get a different body type as you, as we just talked about, right, right, right? Including one that could be, well, you know, it looks like Banner, but the personality is that of the Hulk. Yeah. But it's just because you're the Hulk doesn't mean you have to be green mm-hmm. or gray. So in thinking about this and putting in thinking about like the the MCU, I came up with this theory. Okay. Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Yeah. Is actually Joe Fixit. Huh. This is why I say that. So, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, outside of in the Avengers when he says, you know, uh, last time I was in New York, I, you know, I you know, almost broke Harlem. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's the only time he ever even pretty much mentions or references anything from the Hulk movie. Right. When right. he joins and becomes a part of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, when he becomes a part of S.H.I.E.L.D., he doesn't, um, he's no longer on the run. So he's kind of protected from, um, Thunderbolt Ross. Right. Who was coming after, you know, all the Avengers, you know, because, you know, Thunderbolt Ross is a dick. Um, but he's coming <laughs> after all the Avengers, not just, um, not just the Hulk, uh, but obviously that, you know, that's a, uh, 
something he wants. You know, it's like, it's like, yeah, I still want to come after you because I still don't like you. Right. Um, right. But he's not specifically going after uh, going after uh, Banner. Yeah. Yeah. Because of that, he has a little bit more freedom. Mm-hmm. He can kind of get out and go and do things and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he never tries to get in contact with Betty. Mm-hmm. But why? Yeah. I mean, you would think that he'd be able to, like, you know, like, because they're not watching her to find out where he is or anything. They know exactly where he is. They're not monitoring their phone calls or anything like that. So why not go ahead and try to establish that relationship with Betty? Yeah. But he doesn't. I'm like, okay, that's weird. He doesn't mention any of the things except for I tried to kill myself, right? And the other guy tried to put a bullet in my my mouth and the other guy spit it out. Right, right. That's from a deleted scene from the Hulk movie. Didn't Mm -hmm. actually make it into the movie. It was in the game. I remember you told me about that. It was in the game. Yeah. And then um and then he mentioned that, you know, he you know, like like broke Harlem. Right. But he doesn't mention anything else about about that movie at all. Nothing. Because that wasn't him. Mm-hmm. Because that was Banner. Hmm. He's been fooling everybody into thinking that he is Banner, but really he is Joe Fixit pretending <laughs> to be Banner. Which is also why he can turn into the Hulk at will. Yeah. That's my secret, uh, Captain. I'm always angry. That's also why he's not played by Edward Norton. Exactly. <laughs> because Edward Norton is Banner. He is Joe Fixit. <laughs> now, here's another thing about Joe Fixit. Um, uh, if it's listed in here, I don't think that. Uh, but when Joe Fixit was in, um, when Joe Fixit was in Vegas and doing his whole Vegas deal, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. See, here's another. Actually, that was I thought it was a Marvel Wiki fandom. It was actually Hulk fandom. And then Marvel Wiki fandom should tell me a little bit more because there's actually a particular thing I want to mention here about him um, and his uh, and things that he did. Any kind of thing about him specifically. But Joe Fixit was actually um, in a relationship with uh, uh, with Marlowe. So, hmm. So Marlo was this uh, was this this uh, was she like a Las Vegas showgirl I believe, and he was actually in a relationship with Marlo, and he didn't really remember later on. And then Rick Jones met Marlo, and then it was like, oh hey, you guys know each other? She's like, yeah, I know you. And he's like, what? Um, and then of course Rick Jones and Marlo later got married and all that kind of good jazz, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, so uh. Let's go to alternate versions of the Hulk here. Marlo is a, uh, you know, instead of me looking up that, I'm just going to look up Marlo. Rick Jones is a character I wish they would explore more. I really wish they would. Um, I don't know what they would do with him now because he doesn't have the full backstory that he used to have, you know, yeah. working with Captain America and all that kind of stuff, but. Rick Jones has always been a, a kind of a cool character. I wonder if they could fit him into the the next wave of the Marvel Universe. I mean, like, he, he really got his start with the Hulk, but I don't think it'd be too late to... But don't forget, he was he used to be um, he used to be the, alt, the alter ego to Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Captain America, Captain Marvel, the Hulk, and then a, an Avenger on top of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. The last Avenger story 
Uh, was it Kurt Busiek and uh, Carlos Pacheco, I that, think, did the art? That sounds right, yeah. 12-issue story, that is fantastic. And Rick Jones plays a crucial part in that. Mm-hmm, and, of mm-hmm. course, it's, it's a Kang, like, Immortus, like, Rama Tut story, which is the best because I love all of them. Um, uh, but, yeah, but Rick, you're, I'm sorry, I kind of jumped in there on you, but but Rick Jones is, he is a great character. And he's he's kind of one of the linchpin <laughs> characters of the Marvel Universe. Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I say Rick James? I meant Rick James. <laughs> You said Rick James and then corrected it to Rick Jones, but I'm just picturing Rick James and all of the scenarios with Jones. I remember seeing a, a t-shirt. Train the captain. I remember seeing a, a t-shirt that was like uh, Marvel what if? Yeah, Rick like, James what if? was the whole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where is shit? Now I'm starting to get pissed off. No, oh, boy, get away from that ground. It's a bomb testing zone. I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> Then let you suck face my girlfriend while I watched. <laughs> Marlo Chandler. There we go. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So, uh, Marlo first appeared as a aerobics and swimming instructor and was a love interest for the casino security enforcer, Joe Fixit, who was in reality the believed dead Hulk living incognito. His true identity was unknown to Marlo. She left him after she saw him appear to commit a brutal murder, but after the Hulk reached out to her... In a rare display of emotion, their relationship ended in a more amicable way. She later appeared as the girlfriend of Rick Jones, who was the whole sidekick. So, right. So they were, they were an item. That's what I, that's what I remembered. Um, okay. So Marlo, though, as you see a picture of her here, yeah. red hair, green eyes. Mm-hmm. So in the, going back to the MCU, uh, Ruffalo Banner does not go, does not, um, go and try to, and try to reconnect with, uh, with Betty. Right, Betty Ross. Mm-hmm. What does he do instead? Right, he hooks up with a redhead with green eyes. <laughs> He's got Natasha a type. Romanoff. Right, because Joe Fixit has a type. Joe Fixit has a type, and he never really re- references anything else. And he said, I'm always angry. This is why he can change back and forth between Hulks because he technically is a Hulk. He's never going back to Banner. Mm-hmm. He's going from Hulk to Hulk. Yeah. And he has an easy relationship with those Hulks, too. Which is why you have a different Hulk from Avengers to Avengers Age of Ultron to Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. The biggest difference, though, in Ragnarok is that Hulk is is not like more of the, the more savage Hulk like we saw before. Yeah. He is he's the he's a more intelligent Hulk and and he didn't feel the need to change back. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Savage Hulk has has limitations, and he knows he has limitations. And then, plus, of course, once he calms down, right, yeah, then yeah. You know, the lullaby and stuff like that can make him change back. Right. You can't use a lullaby on the Ragnarok Hulk mm-hmm. because he's not angry. Right. He just is. So, I mean, not, I mean, obviously Thor tried to do it, but, but <laughs> even if, even if, if, so let's get rid of big fella. Right. Even if, even if they were, uh, even if, if Natasha had been there, right, it wouldn't have worked. Right, right. And then, of course, he goes back, and when when Fix It comes, well, as I call him, Fix It comes back, and everything, he doesn't realize how long he's been gone. Right. Normally, like Hulk knows how long, or Banner knows how long he's been gone, because Betty asked him, and Hulk, she's like, you know, do you remember anything? He goes, I get flashes of things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the Hulks don't know what a Hulk knows. Banner knows what the Hulks know, but the Hulks don't know. Yeah. So. So when he comes back and everything, he's like, how long have I been away? He doesn't really remember anything that happened because he doesn't even recognize Valkyrie. You know, he's like, he's right, like right. I think he's like, I know you. Like, so, so the, he is a Ruffalo is Joe Fixit pretending to be Banner and nobody 
knows. Right. Uh, nobody recognizes uh, or understands that. And um, uh, so, and I, I think that's kind of interesting, which brings me to my next point, at least in, uh, in my theory, which brings me to my next point, which is why the Hulk didn't want to come out after Thanos came to Earth in, uh, in Infinity War. Hmm. So, we never see the Joe Fixit Ruffalo Hulk after Infinity War. What we see after that is Smart Hulk. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but every time he tries to get Hulk to come out, he says no. And he's like, come yep. on. It's like, you know, because that Hulk, which was the Hulk from Ragnarok, realized something that that Joe Fixit didn't. Mm-hmm. All right? Because before I thought, I thought it was because he was scared. He'd gotten beaten. He'd never beaten that bad before. And he was scared. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, and it, kind of his pride was a little wounded. But then the um, the director said, no, that wasn't it. So as I thought about it more, I was like, he recognized something that Fix-It hadn't recognized, which was that in order to be a better person, in order to win against Thanos, they had to merge. Hmm. Because he was... He had the, he was kind of the best of both worlds between the Savage Hulk and then the Joe Fixit. Right, right. Um, and, and he realized in that moment when he fought Thanos that, like, the Savage Hulk knows his limitations. He knows that he's just a brute. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this guy was smart enough to know, to recognize that it's going to take more than just this. Being in the Gladiator games is one thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's going to take more to win this than just me. And just you, you can't, you can't formulate a plan and turn into me, expect me to carry out that plan. Right, I'm not right, smart right. enough to do that. So I can't come out because you're going to keep running the same play. Come out, use your muscle, go back. Um, and it doesn't work that way. Right, right. We have to come together to, and unite in order for us to be able to win. Mm-hmm. And that's why he refused to come out because he was like, like, we kind of like we have to have a conversation about this right i right. can't keep letting you do this and do this because if i come out you know there's a good chance that i'm gonna that i could die because these guys are pretty powerful yeah yeah and if i die then we lose because our best self never has a chance to to materialize right right and then, and then when we see this the the professor hulk right we still don't see banner it's still more of like the joe fix it personality but in the Hulk body. Mm-hmm. Banner is still locked out. Mm-hmm. So that's my theory. Very interesting. I think that explains an awful lot. I think so. And I think it's a great way of segueing between like between the uh the Mark Ruffalo and the it was Edward Nord to the Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah. And then moving into the Professor Hulk and then all of his behavior as uh, or a smart Hulk and all of his behavior as like the different Hulk incarnations. And never fully acknowledging anything that happened in that first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, even, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Abomination, who uh, makes an appearance in, uh, in Shang-Chi. Right, right. But, but even, even acknowledging that, because, like, he can't talk about that. Right, yeah. You know, that's banner stuff. I can't really talk about that, but I know some of the stuff that happened, right? I mm-hmm. know some of the stuff that happened, but I can't really talk about that. But I have, I have an interest in Betty. Really? Because Betty is, like, your longtime girlfriend. Nope, yeah, I'd rather yeah. do it with Natasha. You know? Yep. So, uh, and, and as I was, I just put all that together. I'm like, that's it. Cause he, he even makes a reference when he's talking to Ant-Man. He's like, 
Yeah, I know. He's like, he's like, hey, yeah, I know this is different, right? He's like, well, you know, I finally had to blah, blah, blah. Right, but that's right. still Joe Fixit working an angle and not letting Banner out. Him mm-hmm. taking control and keeping Banner locked out. Uh, and of course, none of them know are any of the wiser. Yeah, yeah. And and he's like, well, if you guys don't know any better, then it all works out for me. Hmm. That does explain why the character is so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I like it. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. <clears throat> so I just kind of put that together. I'm like, hey, this is what I think. <laughs> uh, so uh, where are we at, sir? Uh, time-wise, we're only about 30 minutes in. Hmm. So usually it takes us about 15 minutes to land the plane. <laughs> So, if we start to peter off, we could have a fairly short episode, but uh, it'd still be around 45 minutes. Well, what I'd like to do, um, actually, we'd like to take like a small break here, mm-hmm. but what I'd like to do after that is the thing we promised to do on the other podcast, which is talk about Kwanzaa. Okay. So, we We're, just got done talking about the Hulk. Yes, we did just get done talking about the Hulk and, and my Hulk theories. Uh, I'm, I'm sure people are like, like again, like every time, like every other podcast, <laughs> like another, like, like Marvel MCU, like theory, or this is what you discover. This is what I found out, you know? And, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but I think the movies, they, if you watch them, it brings up a lot of really interesting stuff, really yeah, a lot of cool yeah. stuff. Um, Falcon's still nasty, but I mean, hey, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's your thing, right? I mean, uh, you know, I guess, I guess it's his prerogative if he wants to drink out of the carton. Yeah, that's nasty, y'all. <laughs> All right, so uh, so uh, we were going to talk about Kwanzaa. Yeah, the, a couple episodes ago, we decided we'd talk about Kwanzaa. Yes, the bullshit holiday <laughs> that nobody celebrates because, one, they don't know what it is, and two, they don't give a shit. like to uh, just bring up for the record, for those listening for the first time, Turk is the black member of the podcast. Just because I have soul doesn't mean I'm black. <laughs> that's just racist. <laughs> So, Kwanzaa. Let me tell you all about Kwanzaa. <laughs> can we just do racist Bay and explains Kwanzaa? <laughs> wow. I don't think you can. I, we're, I, we're already about halfway there. <laughs> Let's talk about this bullshit. <laughs> Why do they do something else? <laughs> all right, so... Um, all right, so... Um, so, again, I am... Uh, for those of you who didn't catch the, the ending of the last one where we talked about this, we said we are going to talk about this. I am looking up the uh, the definition of Kwanzaa from the Encyclopedia Britannica. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because uh, Britain, the people that gave us uh, Idi Amin. You know, I, I think if there's anybody qualified to tell us about a holiday like Kwanzaa, it would be Britain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, uh, like, Prince Harry, he married the black chick, right? So, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I guess I mean, so. She's like half black. I mean, <laughs> we counter, you guys don't, but... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, <laughs> so according to the Britannica, Kwanzaa, the annual holiday affirming African family and social values, affirming it as if we have to like sign this thing like a like that agreement you have to do for work once a year. It's like, remember, <laughs> don't sexually harass people. <laughs> Just remember, you are family. Then <laughs> this expires on this day next year. Let's <laughs> uh, see, primarily. OK, here's what we get so to. You, it. So if you don't actually celebrate Kwanzaa, then your family license runs out. I think so. You, may, you, you probably use a, lose your black card. Britain's impressive, man. Uh, I tell you, man, it's like, I mean, I would have thought that after, like, we got, uh, like, Fine Young Cannibals and had that black lead singer and stuff, like, hey, Terrence Trent Darby, like, we're finally making it somewhere in Britain, but now they got to impose these rules. <laughs> Celebrate Kwanzaa, you know, affirm your blackness, lose your card, you know, <laughs> throw your voice, find your friend, find your parties. So, 
Uh, annual holiday affirming African family and social values that is celebrated primarily in the United States from December 26th to January 1st. Damn, they're greedy. Wow. Some greedy ninjas. Both the name wow. and the celebration were devised in 1966 by Mulana Karinga. I thought Mulan was the chick who cross-dressed and saved China. I mean, it's Maulana. I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, but, well, she saved China, and then she saved black people. Wow. She just can't get enough, man. What a She's real like, hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jesus. Calm down, Mulan. <laughs> like, save some for everybody else, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, my God. The plantation orders, they're coming out of the snow. Like daisies. <laughs> you can only make us cis white men look so bad. Just calm down. All right, so a professor of Africana Studies at the California State University in Long Beach, where Snoop Dogg is from, <laughs> the shizzle, and an important figure in Afrocentrism. So let's go ahead and take a look and see what Afrocentrism is, for those of you that don't know, <clears throat> including myself. Um, My curiosity certainly peaked. All right, so Afrocentrism, also, also called Afrocentrism, right, for those people that want to separate from the Afro. Um, okay. Afros... <laughs> You killed it, my brother. He was my only brother. <laughs> How long did to, you just keep going with this? I had to like go a little bit further to, to get you to key back to like Hollywood Shuffle. <laughs> okay. So Afrocentrism um, is a cultural and political movement whose mainly, mainly African-American adherents... What? God, this reads weird. Ninjas can't write. <laughs> a cultural and political movement whose mainly African-American adherents regard themselves and all other blacks as syncretic? Syncretic Africans? I've never heard of syncretic Africans. Now we have to look up syncretic. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> uh, so we'll just assume. Um, yes. Um, that's the easiest way to read an encyclopedia. Just assume the just, definitions of a word. The brothers went in with guns. They came out with jobs. The brothers weren't angry anymore. Um, uh, see, and I believe that their worldview should positively reflect the traditional African values. Um, so you're... No, I'm not saying that. Uh, the terms Afrocentrism and Afrocology... Now they're just making shit up, dude. Just put Afro in front of everything. <laughs> Yeah, let me get uh, let me get one of them uh, Afro Max and uh, some of the Afro fries and you know, uh, Afro size that for me. It's like TV's Adam West, man. I mean, you know, he tacked bat onto the beginning of everything. It's just like that. Now, okay, now I can see like if you went to McDowell's restaurant and and asked for it, like you would still go and get the the you know the the uh, the Big Mick, right? Do we get a Big Mick value meal? But then mm-hmm. say Afro size it for me, right? Because hey. Afro's are bigger. See, that just makes perfect sense. So I can I can see that. We should start a restaurant. We should, well, what kind? I mean, what, whatever, as long as we can Afro-size our food. I mean, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. We'll run any like kind of restaurant. Like a, like a soul food restaurant. Yeah, there we go. Afro-size it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, uh, the term Afrocentrism, Afrocology, and Afrocentricity. Jeez, oh, whiz. Afrocentricity. Uh, that's the name of my new band. Afrocentricity. Afrocentricity. I don't think um, I could get away with that. Yeah, you might be able to. <laughs> if, if you wore an Afro wig... Hey. There you go. I could. Okay. We're coined in the 1980s by the African-American scholar and activist Molefi Asante. Uh, so it argues Malefi, that that, for, was, that was the villain in Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> Asante? No. Mo- oh, Molefi. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, Maleficent. Oh yeah, Maleficent. Yeah, that so that that is actually you know they have like the Wiz, which is the black version of the Wizard of Oz. Uh huh. That is the villain in the black version of Sleeping Beauty. You know, <laughs> it's Maleficent. So we've so we've got Mulan and we've got Maleficent. Mm-hmm. So this is all coming together. Yeah, I, I'm starting to understand things about Kwanzaa that I didn't quite realize before. Disney rules the world. That's pretty much what it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody wants to. It's like, bitch, you better take your ass to sleep. <laughs> yes, Maleficente. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it argues that for centuries, Africans and other non-whites have been dominated through slavery and colonization by Europeans in that European culture is at best irrelevant uh, and worse, diametrically opposed to efforts by non-Europeans to achieve self-determination. Well, isn't that what colonization and slavery and domination were all about? I mean, I you mean, tend to think so. <laughs> Here, let me read you the definition of this stuff and then tell you that that's what it is. <laughs> and I'm going to call it Afrocentrism. <laughs> I mean, when you dominate somebody, isn't that all about imposing your will upon them? Most often, yes. Okay, so, <laughs> wow. All right, so uh, yeah, so getting back to Kwanzaa and what Kwanzaa is. All right, so uh, uh, Maulana Karenga, the professor of Africana Studies from, you know, Long Beach, uh, where Afrocentrism began. Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. Bet you, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say Long Beach until you think the Snoop Dogg or, or like, or, or, or uh, uh, what's it, uh, fuck, uh, uh, Santeria, uh, you know what I'm thinking of. I do. Yeah. Sublime. There we oh, go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't um, know that. So you were thinking of it. So, Karinga borrowed the word Kwanzaa, meaning first, meaning first from the Swahili phrase. Matunda ya Kwanzaa. Adding the seventh letter, an extra A, to make the word long enough to accommodate one letter for each of the seven children present at an early celebration. What? So he just made shit up, pretty much. Including making up words. So I'm going to take... <sighs> I can't Swahili. comment too much on this, or else I'll, I'll get pegged as a racist yet again. So, um, so you can't be racist with partners. That's true. You're most often the one who accuses me of racism, so... Yeah, but I just do that to, like, point out to people how racist you are. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I don't mean no disrespect, though. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean anything by it. I mean, we're still cool. You only got canceled, like, six times. <laughs> Cancel. Like, you can never cancel a white person. Oh, because Louis C.K., he's been canceled. <laughs> Monkey Fire's making more money than he ever did before. I was, I don't know, is he? Uh, I, I, don't I haven't know. heard what he's up to these days. I know, but I know he can't take care of my plants no more. All right, so so he took Kwanzaa from meaning first from the Swahili phrase Matunda Ya Kwanzaa, adding the seventh letter in extra A to make the word long enough. So, uh, okay, whatever. So I'm going to start adding extra A to everything I do, right? To yeah. everything, everything I say. But like, okay. Like when a, you're writing an essay and you got to meet that character count. Yeah, a com, a comie or, yeah. <laughs> Well, just like A.A. Comey. A.A. Comey? Yeah. Okay. No, it's got to come at the end because of all the seventh kids. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Um, and so he does it to make the word long enough to accommodate one letter for each of the seven children present at an early celebration. But the seven kids didn't have anything to do. There's having to be seven kids le- there. I mean, couldn't he have kicked one of them out? Be like, too old. Like, go, go home. It's <laughs> like, we ain't buying no gifts. <laughs> it's like, be you, Jamal. <laughs> all right. So, um... Okay, the name Kwanzaa with the extra A is not itself a Swahili word. 
The concept Kwanzaa draws on Southern African first fruit celebration. Kwanzaa celebrated from Wednesday, December 26, 2021 to Saturday, January 1st, 2022. Um, Although Kwanzaa is primarily an African-American holiday, it's also come to be celebrated outside the United States, particularly in the Caribbean and other countries where there are large numbers of descendants of Africans. Um, wait, wait, what? You tell me the places that have a lot of black people are descendants from Africa? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's some bullshit. <laughs> I'm calling it out. <laughs> it was conceived as a non-political and non-religious holiday and is not considered to be a substitute for Christmas. <laughs> God damn, right? It's not. Because <laughs> if you're like, it's having Christmas, we're going to have Kwanzaa. You ain't getting no presents. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I mean, this is going to sound like extra racist, but that's like some black shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm canceling Christmas and we're going to do cons instead because daddy lost his job. So, so <laughs> the, o- the only exposure I ever had to Kwanzaa growing up in a, a southern white folks household was uh, the, the Proud Family episode talking about Kwanzaa. That was that was pretty much it. It was like this family who was homeless by choice, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, owning stuff's kind of lame. Let's celebrate Kwanzaa." It's about all I remember out of it. Out of it. Wow. Yeah, that sounds extra special. It was I'm so it was, glad I never watched that show. Uh, I mean, it was early two thousands Disney Channel, man. <laughs> mm. And they're uh, like, "Yeah, we don't believe in owning everything, but our favorite book is The Tao of Pooh, published by Disney. You should buy a copy." It just became a big commercial. Just they, didn't, they didn't know anything about Kwanzaa either, it turns out. Yeah, apparently not. So the only thing I really know about Kwanzaa is that episode of... Uh, uh, it was a Saturday Night Live where Tim Meadows did this thing where he was going to sing a song about Kwanzaa. And Vanessa Williams was like one of the guests on there. And I think it was her and uh, Ellen Cleghorn did this whole like... Uh, dance, uh, like they were, they were like his backup names. We were just like singing about Kwanzaa and stuff. Mm-hmm. That and Futurama episodes that have Kwanzaa bot in them. <laughs> That's all I know about Kwanzaa. All right. But one day at a barbershop, back when I was getting my haircut before I started growing it out, I remember picking up a Jet magazine. Yes, that's where you find Jet magazines and Ebony's are in barbershops. Um, <laughs> and it was, had this whole thing about Kwanzaa and it was like, yeah, this guy created 1960. I'm like, what? I'm, you're going to call it a holiday when you created it? That, that, <laughs> no, no. You d- how, do you, how do you create something and just get a bunch of people just agree to it? Yeah, so we're celebrating Kwanzaa. I'm what the hell is that? It's uh, this thing I made up. Is it a holiday? Not really. <laughs> Not yet. But you can change that. <laughs> I mean, I'm still trying to figure out how like all the Hallmark holidays took off. Uh, well, I, they, it's Mother's Day. Buy our cards, right? Pretty much, it's consumerism. Man. They were like, "You're like, hey, we want to promote this. You guys can make some money off of it too." So. Consumerism never works for me. I'm like, buy my books, and people don't. That's because you didn't say it enough times. You got to go buy my book, buy <laughs> my book, buy my book. See, we've tried that at cons. Oh, yeah. Never works. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so. Each of the days of the celebration is dedicated to one of the seven principles of Kwanzaa, mm-hmm. which again, remember, is completely made up. Yep, yep. Unity, which is Umoja. Self-determination, which is Kujikanda. Kuji Caligula. Collectively, which is collective responsibility. Oh, which is like, I don't want to raise these kids, so I'm going to need a village. Um... Uh, Ujima, which is cooperative economics. Oh, which is like, I don't want to get a job, so please, you know, share your wealth with me. Jesus, turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Okay, so I'm actually approaching this from a racist point of view because <laughs> this is a complete bullshit holiday and a racist person would interpret it this way because none of this stuff makes any fucking sense. Okay, Unity. Okay, great. But Unity is not black people. Unity is Unity. Unity right? is a game engine, yeah. Unity is is the hot ass... Um, What's that big take check? Oh, that airs it right down from my repertoire. Red hair. Christina Hendricks. There you go. Okay. She, she did the voice of Unity in Rick and Morty. Oh, that Unity chick. Yeah, okay. God, bless America. <sighs> okay. So Unity, self-determination. Okay. But that's, that's still that's not a primarily black thing. And then you get uh, collective responsibility. Collective responsibility, like, what, what does that mean? Like, we all need to be responsible for this one thing? Um, in a sense, maybe, I, but I think that's in another that, sense, like, no. all of humanity is responsible for, like, But again, this is a, this is a primarily black, excuse me, African-American holiday, right? Yeah. So you're not talking to the rest of the world, you're talking just to black folks. Yeah, it's, it's like specifically addressing black folks saying, I remember, we're all in this together. All of us black people are in this together. And John Mayer. Yeah. Okay, so then we go cooperative economics. Cooperative economics was like, I won't steal from you, you won't steal from me, or I won't, I won't cheat you, you won't cheat me, or like share the wealth. What does that mean? What is cooperative economics? Sounds like something those damn commies would say. Exactly, socialism. <laughs> I don't know. And then why are you asking me? You got the Brits right there. <laughs> Ujama, right? Which is purpose. 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 That's one of the seven principles. Is just purpose. Yeah, instead of, you know, it's like it's like having a point to your life, like a goal. I mean, but he apparently didn't have a purpose to this thing. Yeah, you know, uh, like Billy Mitchell's Naya, goal was to be like the king of Kong. Um, so uh, so purpose is Naya. Creativity, which is Kumba. Okay. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And faith, which is Imani. So your seven principles are unity, self-determination, collective responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. Interesting. And you put this up around the same time as Christmas and Hanukkah, but say we're not create, we're not competing with Christmas. <laughs> we decided to do it right then at that time with these things that don't really have anything to do with that particular part of the year. <laughs> we can do this anytime, but since I'm making this up, I'm going to say let's do it now. But I'm not competing with Christmas. Yeah. But you still ain't getting no gifts. Um, <laughs> there are also seven symbols of the holiday. Uh, fruits, vegetables, and nuts. Yeah, he was definitely that. A straw mat, a candle holder. Okay. Now this is just this motherfucker's just picking up shit around the house. He's like, and um, <laughs> and this is straw mat. Yeah, straw mat that represents uh creativity and uh, these ears of corn. <laughs> it's uh faith. Uh, no collective responsibility. See how all the all the all little pieces of corn are all there collectively. <laughs> you, they can't have any corn if like one of them leaves. Uh, <laughs> Uh, maize you call it corn um <laughs> give uh see gifts a communal cup signifying unity and seven candles of the african colors of red green and black symbolizing the seven principles on each day the family comes together to light one of the candles how is this not like hanukkah this is just black hanukkah <laughs> kwanzaa hmm you know hmm but but you try telling somebody that celebrates Kwanzaa they can't have pork. Shit. Well, I got hung up on the whole communal cup thing. Oh, yeah. I don't, I'm not into that whole, like, drinking from the same cup and passing that around. Yeah, That's, yeah. That ain't, that ain't too cool. It's like, you know, like, Uncle Cletus is real bad for backwashing, and, like, nobody wants to be part of that. Yeah, and, uh, and you know that, uh, 
What's her name? Uh, like Aunt Linda, she got that that perpetual cold sore. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Mm-mm. And like you're you you're always at the end of the line, and you're just like desperately looking for that one spot that hasn't had like <laughs> chappy human lips on it, and it's just terrible. And the thing is, like, no matter where you sit, right, the cup always starts after you. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I'm going to sit next to him. That way I'll be like second or third from the cup. No. <laughs> then they start to cup like after you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So, so our seven symbols are, uh, of the holiday are fruits, vegetables, and nuts. Doesn't really say what particular fruits, vegetables, or nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what, I guess I'm curious, what kind of nuts grow in Africa? Because since, um, since we're tying this back to African traditions, shouldn't the, the fruits, vegetables, and nuts be of the originate from that region, you would think. Um, I mean, because I don't think you want to bring kiwis there. <laughs> are kiwis nuts? I know coconuts. They're the fruits. Are, coconuts are nuts. Are you thinking of uh? You thinking coconuts of about the, seeds? The uh, almond <laughs> joys, because the almond joys have nuts, but mountains don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is why I think, like, if I ever have a restaurant, that's what I'm going to put. I'm going to put like an almond joy on one bathroom door, and then a mountain on the other one. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be my, my thing for like men and women. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what nuts are native to Africa. Yeah, I don't either. Hmm. I mean, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have pineapples, right? I mean, you wouldn't think so, right? So I don't I don't really know much about like the like the stuff that grows in Africa. I know about the animals because I like them. Mm-hmm. The lions, the tigers, the bears. Oh my! So okay, so we got fruits. Vegetables, nuts, a straw mat, a candle holder, right? Which I don't really think should be one of the seven symbols because you're going to use the candle holder to put the candles in. So mm-hmm. you kind of needed that already. So if you just had the candles, then, I mean, shouldn't you just come already with a candelabra? You would think. Or if you're going to say a candle holder with seven candles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like maybe just a menorah. And this thing is just a candle holder. It doesn't even, say, it doesn't even specify that it has to be hold seven candles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, ears of corn. It has to hold at least seven candles. Right. Because you've got seven candles to put in there. Exactly. So, fruits, vegetables, nuts. I'm trying to count here. Um, straw mat, candle holder, mm-hmm. ears of corn. Um, it says gifts. Just gifts. Doesn't specify any particular type. Gifts. Uh, a communal cup. And then the seven candles of the African killer, which again, should go with the candle holder. Yeah. Because if we but- didn't have the candles, what would the candle holder represent? What am I playing Clue? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think it was Kawanda there with the candle holder <laughs> in his in his hut. I'm like, like, what? So they do have gifts. Yeah. Just gifts. Just gifts. Okay. So uh, theoretically, I could like get a pair of nunchucks for Kwanzaa. You could, theoretically. That's yes. pretty cool. Um, I might start celebrating Kwanzaa. So in 1966... Would I get in trouble? I don't think so. In 1966, where was this guy finding candles that came in red, black, and green when he first started this? Hmm. And again, the the extra A, um, almost like the extra the, the extra P, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I'm sorry, the extra E and P-E-E-E. Because, you know... <laughs> <laughs> the extra A was because of the extra kid. Mm-hmm. But then you have an extra candle also for the seven candles for the extra kid. But then you also created the seven principles because of the extra kid. So yeah. this is just all made up. Yeah, yeah. It's all made up. And then you convince a bunch of a bunch of people to, to believe it. Like, like, even though you're saying it's all made up. Right. Like, let's celebrate this. Why? I don't know. Oh, by the way, that's uh, 
sitting at that table where where um, where Holden was standing. Yeah, yeah. At that table was uh, Joe Casada and uh, Jim Palmiotti. Oh, cool. Yep. Um. <clears throat> and uh, Joe Casada actually drew the cover for um, White Hayden Coon. Nice. <laughs> Um, I, all I ever knew was that like Michael Red did all of Holton's art. Yeah, and he uh, he does. Uh, of course, he did the cover for like the Blunt Man of Chronics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, when each day the family comes together to light one of the candles in the Canara or candle holder, so we only light one candle a day. So do we take it out of the candle holder, or is, are we still looking at a candelabra? Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. They don't tell me. And to discuss the principle for the day. On December 31st, families join in a community feast called the Karam- Kamaru. So, uh, I hate, Karamu. To, I hate to cut you off, Turk, but we are right at an hour. Oh, my goodness. Like 55- a white guy telling a black guy that he can't continue going any further. Like 55 <laughs> wow. minutes in. We have a commitment. We got people waiting for us to kill some dragons. So, are we said that's more important to me learning about my heritage. You playing your little you fantasy game. You said this was a bullshit you play, holiday. You playing your little fantasy game, right? It's more important <laughs> to me learning about where I came from. My Alex gratification. Haley can't tell me everything. <laughs> my gratification has nothing to do with this. The enjoyment of my players. Okay. Tell me, okay, answer this question then. Of which you are one. You would be benefiting from this too. Answer this question then. Name a famous song by Devo. Devo? Yeah. Um, We're through being cool. Another one. Um, I know where you're going with this. I'm not going <laughs> to fall for it. Um, I'm trying, I don't, I don't remember the title, um, uh, I'm I'm trying to remember the title, it's, uh, they tell us that we lost our tails, evolving up from little snails. Yep, there you go, just just trying not to own up to it. There's two, there's two. Okay. Some participants wear traditional African clothing during the celebration, and those would be... And that's actually all Britannica has to say about it, so we're actually done here. But those would be, I think, uh, like outfits made of like kente cloth, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that is Kwanzaa, which is nothing. Nothing. <laughs> like, why do you have to have a, quote, non-holiday to do that? Oh, I mean, isn't, like, every day that's not a holiday a non-holiday? Pretty much. So, I mean, it should just be a regular old day, shouldn't it? That's what I'm saying. I'll tell you right now, the first time, the first time my job was like, yeah, so I just want to know, just want to make sure that I recognize that for those of you who celebrate Kwanzaa, you can have like, fuck that. No, 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 no. And I'll tell you what, I would lose my ever loving mind if someone came up to me and was like, so, uh, so Turk, uh, you're going to be taking Kwanzaa. It's like, what? That's that damn ninja that hit me in the head with a shovel. Like, you're damn right. <laughs> celebrating this bullshit <laughs> oh yeah no this is stupid and serves no purpose like what okay so again just going back to the beginning i know we got a commitment right um it is uh conceived as a non-political non-religious holiday is not substitute for christmas um is uh celebration dedicated to the seven principles like uh what was what they said this was primarily about though um uh, uh, annual holiday affirming African family and social values. How are we doing that when we get together each day to talk about like cooperative economics, which I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. You know, creativity. How is that celebrating like African values? Creativity. So what did you do today, son? Um, yeah. 
like <laughs> collective self-determination how are these primarily african things i i, I don't know I, I don't know you're asking the wrong guy garbage 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 <laughs> i would ask uh what's his name um Ma, 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 maulana karinga or whatever i would ask him but i mean i mean he obviously doesn't know i mean moana was a pretty good disney movie movie too yeah well, so maybe I should ask The Rock. I mean, well, he's I mean, some... what can he say besides "You're welcome"? Well, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, well, yeah, true. Because I mean, what's he gonna say when he's Samoan? So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was talking about, yeah. and they know what I'm talking about. But yeah, I'm saying like, like, what? so let's say that. What if I don't have seven kids in my house that day? Do I only celebrate get Kwan? Some. Do I just celebrate quad? Or what, what, what if I have like, so, like my, my niece's kids come over and everything um, and I got one. like nine? Do I, do I add a bunch of extra A's on there? Yeah, Kwanzaa! Absolutely. Obviously, like, that's what you do is you just keep adding A's the more kids you have. The problem is under, but I guess if you just have like one kid, it's just... Yeah. And then we just, we just pick one of the principles and celebrate that. <laughs> you know what I think Kwanzaa is? Seven letters, mm-hmm. right? Seven deadly sins. Thank you. Seven circles of hell. No, there's nine circles of hell. No, yeah, but I don't seven, plan on going to two of those. Seven circles of hell. So, be. so here's the thing. I think that what he was trying to do was create a black version of Shazam, <laughs> and his name was going to be Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, right? Exactly. And and DC was like, um, no, <laughs> um, no. Besides, I mean, we have Black Adam. I mean, he's got black <laughs> in his name. He's from the Middle East. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, bring uh-huh. it back around, is going to be played in a movie by... The Rock. The, there you go. Yeah. My name is Turquoise 82 And I'm a Comey. And this has been our study of uh, Kwanzaa and Joe Fixit, The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, and uh, now I have to run a D&D game and let my players kill some orcs. Yeah. So join us next time. We will be discussing... Um, let's Let's find another people group to offend. Yeah, uh, <laughs> when we'll be talking about apartheid. Sure. Or, as a Kobe likes to call it, fit to be apartheid. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Good night. All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand. <laughs>